The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Let's set off on a fresh trail using both old and new information about Parendisi. How does a world maintain a balance between good and evil? What happens when that balance shifts? Let's start exploring the answers in this episode. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome to The Shed for Adventures from The Shed. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Search us up on the internets. You know, we actually have some a few things out there on YouTube as well. We have some videos from a long time ago and from not so long ago. Um, you can see us and see where we play here in The Shed. Of course, find us on iTunes and Facebook as well. I like we, the creepy ones. The creepy those are, ones? Those are fun. I like Or you're wearing the, the black mask with the red. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that the, was a um, Halloween. the Halloween episode. Yeah, yeah that was, that was a good one. Um, and we're back here with our Dungeon World campaign, A New Frontier. And we're going to go around the table and say hi, starting with this dude. Hey, this is Chris. I'm playing Uriel, your friendly neighborhood immolator. Well, this is Mike playing Laramie Burnsteel, Paladin Josiah. Go Joe. Go Joe. <laughs> and this is Kurt. I am playing uh, the human ranger, Breton. He's got a little bit of rogue in him. Ew. Ew. And this is... She could be a cute rogue. <laughs> <laughs> this is Bridget playing Lenore. What class the cleric. is Lenore? Okay, that's cool. What, is she in a cult or something? No. Blood cleric. Okay, cool. Not a cult. Totally Not a cult. And I am Joe. I am the game master for our Dungeon World campaign. We're going to get a recap. Let's do kind of like a roundtable collaborative recap here. Uh, I want to do a recap of our day so far because we've actually been on three adventures already. We're about to kick off the fourth, and that means this group of adventurers, these four specifically, have been together uh, doing some pretty dangerous stuff and building some memories for a couple of months now in game time. Uh, I'll start with you, Chris. What do you remember from early on? Well, the first adventure was uh, when Breton was framed for murdering an elven princess from the Wild Mist Elves. That seems so long outside ago. Outside of Herak. Mm. Yeah, it does. It seems like months ago. Yeah. Uh, it turned out to be it was Eric Hawthorne from the Hawthorne family, who was uh, one of the administrators and teachers of the, uh, I can't remember, preparatory school. Bloomfield Preparatory School? Bloomfield. Bloomfield. Yeah. yeah, he wanted some uh, land that the elves had, and uh, you know, was trying to get some people out of the way to make a big stink boat. So we shut him down. Shut them so down. That was pretty nice. It's good. Pretty and we got to hook up. We got to hook up with the elves now too. It's cool. Yeah, that's a good point. The um, the elves of the Wild Mist <laughs> clan. Elves don't have clans, do they? Mm. I mean, yeah. it depends. What would an elf group be like a flock or something? It's got to be something. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends if they're if they're like wood elves, then maybe mm. clan would be appropriate. But if they're like high elves, then they probably have something like fancier. What if they're wood elves who get high? Uh, oh, they totally <laughs> that's do. Why that's why they're called Wild Mist. <laughs> so, Bridget, what do you remember after that? After that, I believe we were tasked with uh, solving the mystery of disappearing travelers visiting oh, yeah. the ruins of a, a castle. Yeah. And we found that it was actually a necromancer who was capturing people and making them into zombies. Creating his undead army to rule the world. Or that. And you guys foiled it. Kurt, how did you guys foil that? Do you remember? Yeah, so the necromancer uh, <coughs> had all the zombies and skeletons with him and the giant bone dragon and mm. Breton uh, with the assistance of Uriel the Immolator who lit his Breton's arrows with fire, uh, shot the necromancer through his, as you called it, the nose <laughs> socket. Yeah. And, uh, no and, socket. and killing him, it kind of dissolved or crumbled the bone dragon and... and defeated the magic but that wasn't the last we heard of the castle 
No. Because now yeah. we have sent many, many, many somewhat friendly dire rats or, rats, or yeah. giant rats to go live there. They're just hungry. But Mike, And we got Mike, some sweet loot. Meet, how did we meet the rats? So uh, in the next episode, we were tasked with cleaning out the sewer of rats of unusual size. And yeah. when we went to investigate them, that we found that they were being controlled by uh, Stinky Joe. Stinky Joe. <laughs> who um, is also a yeah. rat Stinky Joe, who you may recall from Breton's Night in Jail. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, once we tracked down Stinky Joe, we chased him into the sewers and captured him and basically uh, took him up to be reformed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by putting a, a silver arrow on him that causes him to not be able to transform. And the rats were tasked in going to the now abandoned castle in the woods. So now that castle will be full of giant rats. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great place for rats to live, I would think. Yeah. And, and it was a good idea. Plenty to eat out there right now. Yeah. <laughs> Leftovers. Better, better than under the streets of Herak. <laughs> yeah. Um,. So where would the party be a few weeks after the the rat episode? What might you guys be up well, to? Laramie's eating barbecue again. Well, for sure. well you're rebuilding. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just trying to rope you guys in to help set up the new forge over um, at her. I'll, I would definitely help you since I would right be over at my uh, infirmary. So, so one day while the group is together, putting putting some of the finishing touches, you know, that extra bit of paint over the doorway. Uh, what is it, like P2, Prometheus's new forge <laughs> yeah. or something like P that? P-squared. Yeah. P-squared. Put a horseshoe up there, because, like, good luck. Cause yeah, because the, yeah. Yeah, cause the, the dragon head's there. over at the other place in the yeah. Valshon. Yeah. Okay. Um, so while you guys are putting the finishing touches up there, um, there's uh, one piece that you notice up in the corner, or one part of the shop up in the corner where you guys hadn't actually messed around yet, um, rebuilding or, or fixing stuff up. Uh, you see a symbol... And it, it looks like it's made of gold. And uh, Uriel, as you get closer to it, you realize it's the same symbol that you saw reappearing over and over in Gerald's notes. And uh, it was also found in the uh, Wizard's Journal mm. that it matches the symbol that was found in multiple places, but the places that were linked to Gerald and that wizard in the workshop. Gotcha. And everywhere you saw that symbol... Uh, where uh, are parts that you and Prometheus have been trying to figure out uh, that look like the um, the legendary thing that uh, Jolly Gerald was trying to construct, a legendary weapon. So where wherever you see that symbol in his journal is a mixture, an alloy of some type that okay. he thought might be special. And in the wizard's journal, you see that symbol, and it, it uh, has Gerald's name next to it, and it mentions enchantment of alloy or something like that. There, it, it all seems to point to uh, a link between the wizard and Gerald that you knew was there, but it, this symbol is up in the corner of the, um, the shop. Okay. Interesting. And it's in gold, and it looks like it's embedded in a couple of wooden beams up in the corner. Hmm. Can I pull it out? Or is it really stuck yeah, in there? Yeah, you could pry it out. All right. But it looks like it was put up there maybe as, I don't know, like a reminder or something. But right. it's out of the way. You, you, I mean, you've been working in there for weeks. And the first you notice it was the first time up on the ladder in that corner, maybe to clean out a cobweb or something. All right. It just caught your eye. Excellent. <clears throat> Does it give like an evil vibe? <laughs> um. So this symbol is a star, 
and it's a star inside of a circle, but it's a star with many points. It's clearly meant to be a star, but it's not like a five-pointed or six-pointed. It looks like, I don't know, 15, 20 points. Every mm-hmm. time you turn it a little, it catches the light different, and it glints in different ways. But from the evil perspective, as far as the paladin is able to tell, parts of it are evil, but you can't quite make it out. So sometimes when you hold it up to a light a certain way and it reflects the light, that light is dark to you. And in other times it seems fine. So mm. it, it, it's like somewhat balanced between good and evil, but there's definitely evil in it. You just can't pinpoint where it is. Interesting. Ah. Might be something I need to talk to Prometheus about. Could be. Could be anybody tries to figure it out because it's a symbol. Is it one that any of us recognize, or do we need That's to spout, a spout lore? lore. Okay. Yeah. Could we spout lore? Oh, you can always because what that is is your character drawing upon your own knowledge of what the heck's going on. Remember, the more people that roll, the more chances of failure because y'all ain't so bright. We're pretty wise. Uh, oh no, yeah, spout lore. You're very wise with yeah. the intelligence. Spout lore's intelligence. I got a plus I got zero. A ten, I got a ten. I got a ten with a plus zero as well. I got a. 10 I saw how they all roll, so I'm not rolling. <laughs> I'm not doing it. All right. So between the three of you, um, you don't know anything, but Breton has a lot of it. No, <laughs> just kidding. Um, Breton was wise enough not to roll. <laughs> all right. So actually, this kind of plays in in that Breton wasn't there at the time, but. Um, the other, so with Laramie, you recognize this symbol as something that was um, an ancient, like a yin-yang symbol of the good and evil chasing each other in some endless circle. Uh, both Lenore and um, Uriel recognize this symbol as being in the underground, the menagerie of, of mutated skeletons. Uh. That symbol was found in several areas down there. And altogether, you recognize... This is a symbol of, call it ancient power, but power that's supposed to keep things neutral. So it's a power of peace. And that, uh, that's, what it, that's what you gather out of it altogether. And it, it was just a symbol itself. It wasn't used by any specific peoples for any reason or any real purpose. It was just something to say, everything's okay here, like the, the yin-yang thing. Now, you're the expert in being a blacksmith, so what would the benefit be for having peaceful alloys? Well, to bring balance. You can have a weapon that's evil or good, but you can have a weapon that's both. That seems like it would be really beneficial. Because <clears throat> then if, it, I mean, if it's a holy weapon, you're only going to vanquish evil with it. You can't vanquish good with a holy weapon, right? Well, but why would you I want mean, to vanquish You're good? not trying too hard, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a weapon with good balance would make sense, I would think. Yeah, I guess. It's all about balance in the universe. I mean, do we need to put it back? No. It sounds like something Trillium would say. I want to hold on to this. Yeah, it does sound so- like something Trillium would say. Balance in the universe. As she's riding a horse. I miss her. No, she doesn't ride a horse. She's ridden. She is a horse. Yeah. <laughs> The, um, so it, it was more of a decoration kind of thing, the, something um, like if you had a, a, a favorite symbol or something, you might just put up on the wall like a, like a favorite painting or something that reminds you of a good thing. 
and that looks like what this was for Gerald. Probably the kind of thing where every now and then he could just glance up in the corner and remind himself what he's there for, like yeah. inspiration. But it seems like he didn't want everybody to know about it. It's, it's kind of an ancient thing. People might view it as witchcraft or something like mm. that. Who knows? Because it's something that isn't common. Plus, the history it seems to have with Herak, with the stuff you guys saw underground, that wasn't necessarily happy history. Yeah. Where people are doing genetic tampering with, uh, you know, wyverns and griffins and bears and lions. Oh, my. Uh-huh. I mean, maybe we should put it back. That guy was jolly, and you're, you don't seem very jolly. Maybe you need all the jolly you can get. Well, I'll keep it close by them. All right. <clears throat> it will cause balance. So, um... What do you want to do with that? Anything? Well, not with it, but with the information. Do you want to do anything with it? Uh, for me, I'd probably go back to the books, you know, to mm-hmm. see if you know anything matches up, or to see if if it's anything weird. If like <clears throat> if light shining off this symbol onto the books reveals anything else, you know, okay, like hidden passages or whatever. Anybody else have any ideas? We want to just jump straight to that. Well, I'm. Can I come up with something here? Of course. Yeah. That maybe um, we took the books to my order mm-hmm. because my order is all about mysteries and stuff. Yep. You have a cult too? Well, well. <laughs> I knew she'd admit it eventually. You owe me money. <laughs> I mean, it, you a, have an order? It's a following. <laughs> yeah, see, now you understand. I, I, have I a following totally too. understand. You I've never a... once called your, your lovely people uh, <laughs> a cult. And see... Now, that's a bond with you. There you uh-huh. go. <laughs> and uh, well done. maybe we'd take it over there. Maybe they sure. would know some stuff. Maybe they could help us use the book with it. Who's in charge there? Who's the leader of your <clears throat> order? order. Um, I mean, he's he's just the mighty Joe. The mighty Joe? Yeah. Sounds like a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like he's like the head of the Paladin Order. Of course. Is he an old guy or is he young? Well... Is I mean, Mighty Joe Young probably? He's Mighty Joe Young. Yeah. Yeah. Mighty uh, Joe not old. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um Yeah, so he take he, he can take the the information, so the the books he, he already has and the, the symbol. Um and he does uh like a I guess you'd call it a ritual, but I don't think paladins really are associated with rituals. He just does a thing. Yeah. Um uh you hear a murmuring um, Josia a few times and the, there's a light that comes from the symbol onto the page and it's like invisible ink starts to light up similar to what Yuriel had thought it might be uh, and it's almost like not necessarily a prophecy but cryptic in a way there's a writing that comes up that essentially says um, find the fire that forges guarded by the mighty beast and yeah. Mighty Joe Young, he uh, he recognizes that if it's the uh, the fire that that he is familiar with from ancient times, there's a a dormant volcano uh, quite a bit away. This is like a week's travel from Herak. But um, it was rumored that there were things that um, there were mighty forges once upon a time by the dwarves in this volcano, and maybe that's what it's talking about because it's really old stuff. Well, that's the best lead we got on this stuff. Mm-hmm. <coughs> sure. So maybe between the wizard and Gerald, they were trying to find the forge. 
a way to, to make this thing happen. <coughs> so off to the volcano? Yeah. and Actually, I that's very interesting because I wonder if Drummond knew about it because he's a dwarf. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe that's why he offed Gerald. Oh, man, Keep him punk. from it. He's uh, on the list. Yeah. <coughs> the fires of Mount Dumas. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's <laughs> canon. <laughs> it is so. It is, it is Mount Dumas. Mount Dumas. Let me, let me make that note here. <laughs> and I explained to to my Joe Young that I know um, I've been away from the order a little bit with this this party, but I seem to be doing good, yeah. and uh, this might be important if I go with them. So I, I need to. Have a little bit more time away from the order. Your time is granted. Thank you, sir. Go, Joe. Go, Joe. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> go forth and be Joe. <laughs> That's the full the oh, go, yeah. Joe. Uh-huh. Abbreviated from that. And also with your Somebody, Joe. What would Joe do? If you guys <laughs> get mad, is like, go Joe yourself or something? <laughs> Peace be with you and also with your Joe. Uh, yeah, WWJD bracelets. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Okay, I got my notes here for the uh, Mount Dumas. Um, so it's about a week's travel, and there could be anything along the road uh, and through the woods because you're going to go anything over the river perilous? through the woods, and it, it, I would say overall it amounts to a perilous journey. Much yes. too perilous. Yay! I'll be quartermaster again. And at this time, everybody can participate. So three out of the four. Sweet. Do Perhaps you want to be involved? Head scout could do a scouting. I'm happy to do that. He who Yay, scouts scout. heads. Make Cloud be the scout and the quartermaster and yes, <laughs> that's, that's an advantage. She's being move. lazy. Uh. <laughs> As an advanced ranger move, you can have your pet do everything. She eats all the food, gets lost, and uh, <laughs> falls asleep. <laughs> all right, so let's start with the scout, please. Roll okay. plus wisdom. Nine. Nine. And then um, the uh, trailblazer, please. Me or you? You want to go? All right, I'll, I'll trailblaze. It's wisdom, so mm-hmm. I'm good. He's a fire guy. I mean, Niner. You, you blaze in your own Nine. way. Yeah. And then quartermaster. <laughs> quartermaster or quartermistress. Quartermasteress. Quarter <gasps> oh, you guys be six. You guys be starving. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Well, I did Some eat all the food. All right. Really bloody, yeah. nasty food. So <clears throat> along the way, Sorry. Um, you're able to find your way there without any real problems. Uh, uh, one day, there's uh, you know a couple of wild boars that get in your way and you're able to to scare them off without necessarily having to kill them although you might want to kill them i don't know um (laughs) and later on in the week you probably think maybe we should have killed them and eaten them because we're out of food and uh you arrive at the um the foot of mount dumas uh (laughs) with with a gurgling stomachs and hunger sorry i was feeding the chipmunks they were really cute (laughs) I mean, I don't get out in the woods much, so I guess we're eating those chipmunks on the way back. By the way, you're mm-hmm. fattening them up. <laughs> so we are going <laughs> to really until we find a way around it. We are going to start this adventure as everybody having a negative one to everything you do. <gasps> mm. Yeah, I'm really you're sorry. Very hungry. You're exhausted and hungry. 
Uh, I start to eye up Cloud, licking my lips. (laughs) 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 Could Cloud go get us some? Stop! (laughs) Dad, he's kicking me! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, Stop touching me! So you're there at the volcano. A d- dormant volcano. I put that in air quotes. I don't know why. It's a dormant volcano. If it was we heard dormant, the air quotes. Well, yeah. If it wasn't dormant, it would be active, in which case you'd be walking into an active volcano. That doesn't seem right. We can make it active. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you must be loving this. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would be like the end goal of all emulators <laughs> is to make a volcano active. Burn, burn the earth, man. Dude, is that your all. level 10 move? Like, create a volcano? Vol- it is called Watch the World Burn, so you got to watch out so, um, yeah, you're there. Uh, it's a volcano, so there's at least one clear way in, you know, in the top. So this used to be a dwarven forge, so there's going to be like yeah, a... there should be something else around. Yeah, right? a worked entrance by dwarves and all that okay. stuff. Like Any activity or anything? No. <coughs> I mean, nothing right now, at least. You guys seem to be the only ones there. Uh, the, so in the side of the volcano, there is a clear entrance. Um, like the... Uh, to Chris's point, it's like worked. There's a, an entrance that is framed by big stone blocks, and there's carvings in the blocks, and Dwarvish, if anybody happens to know Dwarvish. No, there isn't a language on your sheets, but this is a character thing. Would your character know Dwarvish for any reason? I actually... Is that well, symbol anywhere in these carvings? Language. Say that again, Mike? I have a voice that translates language. So if you but talk to the rocks, if they were able to talk back... If I would, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can um, understand Dormish if it's being spoken to me. The, um, the symbol is actually found right above the entrance. It's right in the middle in the top of the entrance. And it's the same kind of thing. As you look at it, it's like the star has 15 points, and it has 14, and it has 18. Right. And as you look at it, it seems to shift. Gotcha. But it always seems normal. Nothing or does crazy. it look different points depending who's looking at it? That depends who's evil. Was Nobody. We did at me? T- actually. <laughs> Was everyone looking at me? <laughs> um, Laramie had determined that no one in the party was evil last time. As a, at least as a Jeremy. literal technicality. Well, no one in the party. Yeah, Jeremy the jeweler, however, he's, oh, yeah. he's still very something. evil. Yeah. <laughs> Is he your evil twin, Jeremy? So the Jeremy entrance has Laramie? it's like partially <laughs> caved in. There's a lot of rubble around, but. You can still make your way through. Right. And since it's open, of course, anybody over the years could have made their way through. Oh, I'm sure it's been right. yeah, but, over the um, centuries. Uh, you get in there, and it's as dark as you get in. And it does get a little warmer. There's like a warm breeze that's coming out of the volcano. That's pretty nice. So there's definitely some, some heat going on <coughs> inside. The, um, the pathway opens up, and there, it goes in different directions. And all of the ceilings are relatively short. So the, the highest ceiling in any given area is maybe seven feet tall, so most people could just reach up and hit the ceiling with their hand. Uh, most places, you don't have to crouch every now and then to get from one room to another. The opening might be a little shorter, so you might have to crouch to get into the next uh, <coughs> area. But it's a lot of well-worked hallways, and it's almost like a maze getting in. However, there's one hallway that is bigger, Wider and actually has tracks on it, like for mining, like there was a cart at one Mm. point on the tracks. And that goes right up to the entrance, and you didn't see it at first because it was partially caved in, but once you get like 20 feet in or so, you can see the tracks on the ground. They're mostly busted up, but there was definitely mining going on here as well. Breton, do you sense or see that anyone's been here recently, or does Cloud pick up any scent of someone recent? 
of living things or not they, so there is animal. nothing obvious, but if you would like to make a roll, I would just do it as a defy danger because you're not tracking anything yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but or, I would do it discern. as a defy danger with uh, uh, wisdom or if you want to discern realities to ask the questions. But we can make it as simple as I can tell you if there are any tracks at all by just a defy <coughs> danger with wisdom. Ten. Is yeah. it ten? Or if Cloud um, picks up on a scent, it's, that's so not us. Yeah, same idea. The, um, <coughs> there is definitely the trail of something relatively fresh that goes right down the main shaft, right where the, um, the rails are. And something has been through here recently. They didn't leave, whatever it was, didn't leave footprints per se, in the, the rubble, in the dust. Mm-hmm. But um, there are markings. So, like, I don't want to say claws because it's not claws, but think of just if you were walking just on the tips of claws, there's, like, dense, but not footprints, not, mm. not hoof prints, not paw prints, but some kind of print in the ground. Stilts. <coughs> Somebody walked through Would it make sense to do a dis- discern realities as well, or is that too much? It always makes sense to roll dice. Um, it does. <clears throat> yeah, maybe maybe would I know if it's like something unnatural that made those? Mm. Breton could easily identify that it is no creature that he is familiar with, so probably not natural. Okay. And um, Cloud gives that little, the, the sound that Cloud normally makes when it's like, I don't want to track that. Because Cloud's stubborn to begin with. Correct. And uh, Cloud, when there's something that she doesn't want to go after, it's usually because she <laughs> thinks that it's mean and doesn't want to deal with that. And that's what you get out of this. It's like, eh, do I have to? Okay. I guess, can I, like, think back to my travels? Because I deal with a lot of unnatural things okay. on what this could definitely be. Let's do a spout lore. Something you might or might not know. Mm. That's intelligentsia. I mean, it's a seven. Seven's good. The seven means you get a little bit of information. This is... um. From the way it's spread out and the way the marks are on the ground, it looks like it might have been something flying that when it dipped in its flight, it had to touch the ground just a little bit and then back up because the ceilings aren't that high. So it's something that wasn't walking, but more like something that was flying that just scraped the ground as it went by. All right. I will explain so, that to the party. Yeah, some kind of flying creature. And you've seen pictures of flying creatures with something claws. Like yeah, like a griffin or hippogriff or... A dragon. A dragon. Well, there, yeah. I will also uh, keep an eye on the ceiling of the, <laughs> yeah. just to make sure that nothing's crawling up there. And, yeah. It could even just be a big bird. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely yeah. some kind of... The thing's flying, and as it dips in its flight before it goes back up, that looks like how these markings are made. And since it doesn't look like anything natural, then yeah, it's probably one of those other bad things. <clears throat> All right. Are typically thought of as bad things. Move Anything on. Is it a closet? It is a closet. It came out of the closet. <laughs> well, should we follow the path? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so. yeah, right the up the middle. All right. Have my the, bow just kind of drawn. Is, and is there any, what kind of sound is in here? Is it? Any sound you make just echoes like you're so in it's really a cave. Bad. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> now, there is... Some of the sound seems to be muffled because the, um, the warm air is coming up at you. So it's like things are probably carried behind you, but not necessarily in front. Okay. But you should probably, in that respect, you probably would hear things up in front of you before gotcha. you'd hear something coming from <coughs> behind you kind of thing. That's pretty good. But um, it is, 
So this pathway is only about 10 feet wide and about 8 feet high. And it is just straight, gradually sloping down. The, um, there, the floor is relatively clear except for larger rocks because smaller ones would mostly just roll down. And uh, as you get probably you forward maybe 100 feet, down maybe 20 feet because of the slope, um, it's much warmer. And you can actually see off in the distance the, the warm glow of probably lava. But the floor is not lava. No, it is no, not. It's the floor. No, I, would, I think you would notice before you stepped into lava, so I wouldn't force that on you. Right. Okay. But it's definitely getting warmer and hotter, and you can see that's where you're headed for. Oh, it's like a game I heard of once. Mm-hmm. Keep off the floor. Warm. Or the floor warmer, is lava. Hot. Oh, hot, that one. Burning hot. There's that one, too. So the, the hotter we get, the closer we are to what we you need. Know. Hey, yeah. I like the logic. So you first. Yeah. Run. <laughs> I'll just use some icy hot. Icy hot, yes, the healing <coughs> spell. Um, so, how do you want to? How do you want to move forward? Because you are moving forward, but how do you want to move forward? Well, how wide is the hall? About ten feet wide, seven feet tall ish. So we can go all four, right? Oh yeah, you can yeah. probably go side by side. Right, we're going to Wizard of Oz this thing right up. Can we lock mm-hmm. lock arms and do <laughs> the rocket? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. You have to skip and sing though. Wizard of Oz yeah, that's style. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Follow the red hot road <laughs> <laughs> it works um so farther down as you're approaching the the, the lava um the whole thing just kind of opens up into <coughs> the center of the volcano and the the path that you are on just kind of goes down into the lava like the lava wasn't always this high there was probably <coughs> something else going on and what you see up above, uh, looking around you into this big center, are different pathways uh, above, walkways. And um, it looks like that they just crisscross, like this was a whole big business and city or whatever at some point in time. But this is a very large mountain, big big volcano. So when you, say, you said you were, were walking down into the lava. Yeah, you but you're not going to reach the lava. The path goes into the lava as if the lava years ago was a lot lower. Gotcha. So the, the, they probably mined to the point where they may have cut into the lava and then it flowed up and they had to get out, right. something like that. Uh, so you can't go any farther on the path you're on, but there are things up above and around. There's different pathways. Uh-oh. Like I said. Are we yeah. going to have to climb? Maybe. I mean, it's also easy enough to say you can just go back and find and another way around. But oh. whatever you were following went through here. Hmm. Because that was the path now, we were following. Now, can you see I did mention it was flying, right. so, of course, it could go through. And <coughs> now you said we can see the lava yep. in front of us, so can we see up? Yeah, you like can see up to, sky. Daylight, up to daylight. Now, it's a small hole up there, right. but it, it, so it's not like the whole top of the mountain was blown off, or if it was, it was recovered. Right, so, but we can see that then. Yeah. So a, something could have flown <coughs> straight out. out. Yeah. Okay. How far yeah. up is it to the opening? It looks like forever. It's a, it looks like a small opening up there, but the scale is hard to judge because it's dark and then the, the lava uh, brightness, but then daylight all the way up at the top. Best guess, 1,000 <coughs> feet maybe. It's, it's way up there. And it would be a really bad climb. Cause it'd be if you were trying to go all the way to the top, in. yeah. But I, anybody here with a decent amount of dexterity would probably be able to throw a rope 20 or 30 feet up to one of the other walkways and... Just be able to keep moving in this direction, or you just go back and <coughs> circle I saying, around. I'd, I would have to circle back because I'm. 
I think it'd be Can't really, climb not very rope. dexterous. I think it'd be really cool to climb rope over yeah. lava. I want to climb yeah. a rope. It's not. I'll go first. Okay, well, I'm not going. I'll get that the way. rope. I'll get the rope going. Get <laughs> you. <clears throat> so we just doing a dexterity check to. See uh, if I well, can yeah, somebody off. will throw the rope over first because the <laughs> danger, of course, is you miss and your rope burns up. Uh, dexterity. It's a dexterity. six. No, sorry. That's eight. 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 Oh my god! I didn't think you had a negative like, one. Uh, um, yeah, so you're able to throw the rope over, and you could try and climb up there. Uh, and I'll say that you can just do that. Uh, I don't know if anyone else wants to do it. I'm there. So you you climb up, and you can see both ends of the passageway you're on lead into like mountain tunnels. Okay. Uh, and you can see down one end, um, you see the the reflection of two like saucer shaped eyes looking out at you from that end. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll so pay. Kind of animalistic I'll, type of eyes. I'll keep pay. I'll keep looking that way. Okay. I would probably. She's there. You're muted. You're muted. Unmute and say again. I would probably climb up to be with Uriel. Okay. I'm fairly dexterous. He already got the rope there, so you're up. I oh. just wanted to you get one, to, one roll to, to make something happen. You have to put happen. cloud on your back or strap her. Yeah, I just throw her up there. It's like 10 <laughs> feet. <laughs> no, 10 feet is nothing. I take her like So we don't have to roll back. to get up there? No, once the rope is there. I'm not looking okay. for everyone to roll to use up time. I just want right. to make sure that somebody. There's a chance of something bad happening. That chance yeah, right. already passed. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Now, the seven to nine result meant that the thing that you could have avoided saw you, and it's just watching you now. Okay. It's, yeah, so I'm just trying to keep an eye on to see yeah. if those eyes move or stay there. Uh, there's an occasional blink, but okay. stays there. How big are the eyes? A saucer-sized. Big eyes. And it looks, it has the... Uh, the stereotypical milky white look of something that spends its whole life underground kind of thing. Mm. You know, that look that you get from like the, the big moles or something like that. They, they can't actually see, but they have eyes kind of right. thing. Mm-hmm. It's that look. Mm. We try to keep climbing. No. Well, you guys all get up to that ledge. We need to go. To the, I say we go down that hallway yeah. and see what it is. And go check it out. <coughs> yeah. Um, as you get closer, as soon as you take a few steps towards it, so you, by the way, you're on this walkway right. that doesn't have railings or anything, gotcha. but it's wide enough for one or two dwarves or people to walk side by side along it. And if you're sure-footed, nothing matters. Um, and if you're sure-footed, even if something comes at you, you're probably fine. But if you're not too dexterous, you, you're probably nervous walking mm-hmm. above the lava. We can go single file. Yeah. Um, I've got like my back to the wall when I'm like there's no, there's no wall, wall. Oh, there's no wall no it's just like just a, a walkway we're basically walkway. walking on something this wide like a bridge yeah, yeah like a bridge yes. okay. a bridge over trouble well then I'm off. using my staff as <laughs> like a balance pole like a <laughs> yep. tightrope walker because <laughs> I'm really really not bridge over trouble <laughs> that's, the, a, um, that's a title bridge over trouble blah blah so as you walk halfway across to where the the eyes are it steps forward um, and it looks like a like a griffin with huge eyes, and it's about as tall as you oh, are. Oh, it's a beanie griffin! Is it the rare wide-eyed griffin? It's a rare wide-eyed griffin, apparently. Now Brett, they, Brett. Where, where it normally <laughs> looks like, um, well, actually, what character knows what a griffin looks like? Not okay. necessarily the person, but n- use your character to, to describe what you think a griffin looks like before I go do it. Whale. Whale. It, it is essentially a lion mm-hmm. uh, that has an eagle head and mm-hmm. eagle wings. And this one has uh, is the rare wide-eyed griffin. 
So it has, it has giant wide eyes. Wide eyes. Yes. <laughs> so that's the normal look for a griffin. What you didn't expect was the scales along its back. And it has uh, big golden scales on its back. Do they look like your shield? They are. They're in the shape like the shields, but they're much smaller. Because mm. hmm. his shield is a single, like, you know, three foot by four foot scale. And this thing is about that big from, you know, from neck to tail. So it, it's not the same scale. I pull out the gold symbol and show it to the griffin. Okay. Um, it doesn't get any closer and it doesn't back away. It just watches. It's, it's a watcher, if you will. It is currently watching. Oh, Fred. hence the huge eyes. It could be. I mean, talk to this thing, Fred man. could talk to him. Um, I don't think so. I think I would have to have the talk to monsters, which is the higher level. You know, I want to hear you talk to it and see. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Just the look on Kurt's face. What I'm do like, I say to? What do you story? say to a Griffin if you don't speak Griffin? Hey, buddy. I would always start with hello. <laughs> hello is probably a good idea. <laughs> Not from some food, but we ate it all. Like, well, <laughs> is a Griffin an animal? We could ask him for food. Just for, it is. I it, go from animals to the next level up. Is I can speak with any non-magical, non-planar creature. Yeah, I mean, this thing. For our purposes in game, the Griffin is a magical creature. You could still try. You, yeah, you well, yeah, try sure. So, when what do you try to say? Why greetings, Why wise greetings? watcher Griffin? The um, so you're familiar with a lot of animal tongues, and it seems to speak something mixed between bird and cat. Oh, well, I know both bird like, and cat, but it's a mixture, and it's like it's fighting itself while it's talking. It's like Spanglish. But it's for <laughs> cats and birds? It's more but like that's more easy to French understand. German. Yeah. Ugh. More like Furman. So you're Furman. saying it's like Furman. a genetically modified mystical creature. It could be, but it's more the idea being you can't quite understand it. If it spoke one or the other, you could get it. But the way it's speaking, it's almost like, um, what was uh, the term that used to be? Speaking juice, I think is what it was called in the 80s or something like that, where you just said random words. It sounds jive. like the thing is random words, not jive, because stewardess, I speak jive. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell it that we don't mean it any harm, in case it yeah. understands me, we don't mean it any harm, and we're just going to climb on our way if it's okay with him. You get no real answer that you can understand. Right. So it's saying things like, you know, dog, ice cream, fence monkey. <laughs> Is it saying things like puppy monkey baby? <laughs> sure, as long as you don't understand what that means. Puppy yes. monkey baby. But there are words in there and syllables that sound like words, but it's nothing that makes clear sense to you. Okay. So we have a very confused griffin. More that the ranger doesn't understand the griffin. The griffin itself doesn't appear confused at all. Yeah. It might have just said, I'm about to kill and eat you. You should get out yeah. of here right now. It might I just have. don't know. Um, it has made no aggressi- aggressive moves, gestures. It, uh, you know, the scales on its back don't stand up. It might have said, I just ate a ginormous pot brownie and just want to chill here. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see my eyes, dude? Dude. <laughs> so it's, we can't get around it if we want to go that way? If you want to walk that way, no, you cannot walk around it. All right. I guess we're going the other way. If, if I tell it... <clears throat> We come in peace. Does my voice come out as that mixture of cat and bird? So the way I see that skill, 
of a voice that transcends language is your voice stays the same, but it's understood no matter what you say. Okay. So the other thing doesn't have to understand your language to know what it is you're communicating. Okay. That's so you just communicate chill. Right. Yeah. So the answer is yes, it would understand. Because it. I don't see it as you can speak any language. It's that when you speak, anything of any language understands you. Yeah. yeah I just think uh, I think in the first episode that I was here, I spoke to a zombie, mm-hmm. and it came out to everyone else as saying as uh, sounding like a zombie. So I'm wondering if uh, I. I Sound like well, that's me because you were old. Oh, that's, it's different that's now. What it You're was. younger now. Yeah, that's old man voice. <laughs> yeah. That's old man voice. <laughs> exactly. You sounded like a zombie because you were too old. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just sort of assure that we come in peace. Okay. Um, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, all right. So, we mean you know. This harm. is an interesting dynamic that it understands everything you say, and Kurt can't or, or Breton can't understand anything it says. So nobody understands it, but he hears gibberish, and everyone else will just hear you know little squawky, eagly noises, and, and and minor noises. It's not like screeching and piercing your ears or anything. It's conversational clicks of the beak, just little um, mm. sounds. Uh, Can we when, get tone? when you finish when you finish talking with what you've communicated that you're here in peace and you just want to go about checking things out. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually steps to the side and bows its head. And that's it. That's the motion. Aww. All right. uh, I guess we'll go up, or at least I'll go up by it, mm-hmm. and when I pass by it, I'll give it a little little scratch in the head. Nice little grip. Okay. Um, you do that, it allows you to pass. When you touch it, it is unnaturally cold. I mean, you're standing over lava and everything seems warm. And when you touch it, it's like you're touching uh, cold uh, ice stone, uh, like a frozen stone. That's what it feels like. Ooh, I want to pet it. It doesn't feel like feathers and scales. It, it just feels hard and I'm going to pet it. But it okay. looks like feathers and stuff. It looks just like a griffin that has scales on its back. So a genetic, genetically modified, modified mythical creature. <laughs> I assure that, GMOs, that she's I'm cool. Yeah. She's cool. She can she can pet. So you're in the clear. Okay. Yeah, yeah and it, it feels weird. It's bizarre because you expect it, it to be soft and hard, and but definitely not cold. Right. Um, so you can all get past. Yep. Yay. I tell it we'll be right back. We'll be just, right back. Just relax, <laughs> buddy. We'll be right back. Right after these messages. Um, so... After you pass the, the griffin and get through the doorway on the other side, it looks like what, what's in that part was a, smith, a smithy. There's a forge. There is um, tools on the walls. There are uh, bits of metal all around, bits of metal that were worked, bits of metal that were unworked, some ingots in different spots. It seems like a well-organized smithy where nothing is over about six feet off the ground, where everything is set for somebody short to be able to reach. And, yeah, all the work surfaces are maybe two feet off the ground instead of three feet off the ground. So it was built for um, for the people who lived and worked here. But it was a, uh, a forge. And um, it appears, based on the way it's all set up, that the heat is just coming from below. So there's no spot here to create a fire. It looks like the bellows would just draw heat from below and push into the, the spot that needs to be hot. 
I don't know all the right terms for a blacksmith shop. Does it look like that they left in a hurry that there was something they were working on, or does it look like it was everything's nice and put away, <laughs> cleaned up, and all that stuff? <clears throat> half and half. It definitely looks <clears throat> like someone left here while they were working on something. But it could. It, it's it's kind of like um, five o'clock hit and everyone just punched out and left. But it could also be they left in a hurry because there's a lot of organization, and then there's this piece that is just sitting on top of an anvil and tongs with a hammer right next to it so somebody could have just left it and ran you might not do that at the end of your shift you probably still put stuff away let's see what it is it's not like no explosion happened in here yeah right um whatever the last thing was work was being worked on looked like either a hatchet or some other small axe type of thing so nothing unique doesn't look like i mean there's plenty of stuff hanging around that um Nothing of any particular value, considering over this, the centuries anybody could have come in and taken stuff no, if true. they got past the watcher, if they were really polite. Yeah. Mm. Now, uh, you have some knowledge of blacksmith and arts. Would would there be any like like trademark on these things that you would know, oh, this is a famous blacksmith that I know? Well, it could just be that symbol on everything that we've seen. Yeah. I don't know. For there, these dwarves, I don't know what they put on or if they put like a personal... So they're, um, the tools themselves have a dwarven mark on them, but it's not the same as the symbol. Okay. So this was some clan where they had a mark, and that mark is found on their tools. But it looks like any of the finished products that were worthwhile are probably gone because nothing hanging around has that symbol on it right now. Okay. Uh, the tools, though, the hammer that was uh, being used, the tongs to, to hold the metal, they have this mark from the dwarves. And it's, you know, it's very sharp angles, and it probably spells out a few dwarven letters. And since you can't speak to that either, it, it, you can't really tell what they say. <clears throat> but it, it would be the symbol of whatever clan lived here at the time. And there's no notes or books or anything that would be helpful to us? No. Uh, chances are anything that would be out in the open and useful has been stolen by now. Okay. But they're, you're always welcome to search around. Yeah, I was going to say I want to look to see if there's some secret compartments or something somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Sounds definitely. like a discern reality. Ugh. Oh my crap today! Mm. A poop roll. Um, is everybody going to be looking around? Sure. I mean, before we get much farther here, let me Somebody ask that question. Because if so, then <laughs> yeah. I want to do the same thing again, where we roll. Oh, four. I mean, I'll take the failure. I mean, I we guess, roll but, the. F- we, but what I'm but, saying is, we can all roll a die and pick the best two, rather than whatever you were just doing. I mean, it seems oh, yeah, important for us to do that. Yeah. So let's have all four people, so you can undo whatever roll you just did. And each person roll one die, and we'll take the best two out of the four. Mm-hmm. What do we got? Six. Four. It's you two this All time. All right. So, yeah, the opposite two from mm. the last the last successful roll was uh, Kurt and Mike. This time it's Bridget and Chris. So mm-hmm. that gives everybody a question again. If you want to go through, again, pick from discern realities or just flat out ask a question you want to know. Who, Chris, you What should I be on the lookout for? Okay. Because um, I feel like he feels lost. Like he knows he has to find something here, but I don't really know. So it occurs to you that when the griffin bowed its head and let you pass was specifically when um, uh, Laramie said that he came in peace and meant no harm. So if you did anything that seemed not peaceful or anything that might cause harm, that griffin might come after you. So you should be on the lookout for your actions to make sure you don't uh, anger the, the watcher. Gotcha. Don't piss off, Griff. Right. Mental note. Your question was, what should I be on the lookout for, yep. Chris? Mm-hmm. 
Now, I can yeah. answer the same question differently for anyone else, but that's specifically for this question at this time. Who else is ready with a question? I guess I'd be leaning more toward uh, what here isn't what it seems to be. Like, this looks like a, a Dwarven forge, but, I mean, is is it secretly something... A cult? A cult, <laughs> maybe? A griffin um, factory? It's a, a griffin, griffin factory. factory. <laughs> It made at least one. Midget wrestling. Um, the yeah, uh, the the that it was so easy to find the forge makes you think that that it might not be the thing that you're looking for. That's a trap. That's a trap. But um, the so uh, let's put it this way. It, it doesn't answer the question directly, but it gives you something. Um, if all of the stuff that seemed like it was valuable was taken, why weren't any of the tools with the dwarven mark taken? So mm. something is, that seems out of place. Maybe because it was guarded by a giant griffin? Yeah. But all Although the they were able to take everything yeah. else. Mm. Bridget? <coughs> Kurt? Um, and Breton, is it what, what happened here recently? Oh, okay. That's a good one. Like, why is it abandoned? Okay. Well, uh, it, if the legends are true, it was abandoned hundreds of years ago. Okay. So well, this wasn't a recently? recent dwarven place. Um, <clears throat> so recently, uh, you realize there are other tracks going through this area. Uh, and all of the tracks look like very large feet. Um, like, say you're wearing a size 10, these are like a size 20 shoe. There's something, that, but they're humanoid footprints, hmm. and they only lead in one direction, and it is farther into. They don't lead out to where the the um, bridge was. They lead farther into the um, the volcano, into the wall, into the area. Shaquille O'Neal is here. Shaquille, <laughs> it's a shack attack. It's a shack attack. Are these big ass be like giant footprints, or? Uh, well, put it this way: if it was a giant. And had a really hard time getting through these seven-foot-tall ceilings and doorways. But yeah, it could have been Ronald McDonald, I suppose. But <laughs> it's a miniature giant. Clown feet. But something with big feet walked through here recently. Big feet. All right, Seems Brett, to be the continuing along one, this path. One talking. more question if you got one there, Brett. Um, I don't have the sheet in front of me, but I'm inclined to ask. Can I, can I see the base? Yeah. Just quick. Um, Inclined to ask. Yeah, I guess it would be um, kind of the who's really in control here question. Okay. Um, There's a... uh, We'll just lead it right into the next step. You hear a booming voice from deeper in uh, past where the forge is. There's another hallway that just goes farther in. And you hear a deep booming voice uh, that says... um, you do not belong here. I own it now. Leave. Oh, he's in charge here. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Dad? <laughs> uh, I'm your father now. It is. I'm your father. Perhaps we could talk about this? <laughs> Reveal <laughs> yourself. Um, uh, <clears throat> the, the answer is... Don't make me come out there. <laughs> We're going to make him come this out, This is right? my home now. I mean, I guess Dad? we'll go in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I kind of want to know if he's with the griffin. 
I mean, we're cool with the Griffin. So far, yeah. Mm. But if we start trouble with this guy? Mm. Well, maybe if we walk away from the Griffin and toward that voice, yeah, that's what you then we'll be, be away from yeah. the Griffin. Yeah, let's see. Okay, <clears throat> so you're going to head that way. Um, yeah. Down that hallway, it takes a, a <coughs> slight curve and opens up into a larger room. And standing in the middle of that room is something that shouldn't have been able to fit through to get to where it is now, but some kind of, um, some, for lack of a better word, a giant, but not like a 40-foot-tall giant, but like a 15-foot-tall giant. A semi-giant? Half-giant? I'll say half-giant. Um, and uh, it's just standing there with what is probably a uh, like a two-handed sword, but it's holding it like a short sword or a dagger in its hand. <laughs> and it says, this is my home now. Get out. By the way, it oozes evil. Mm. This so like dripping evil. Yeah, but the like griffin didn't ooze anything. Dripping right? evil no. under the Cold floor. person, anyone? Yep. I mean, that seems you like... You can still talk to it, but... I'm going to conjure up a flaming sword. It's this, this one happens first. This seems to have escalated. <laughs> well, I'm going to turn <laughs> it on before I do anything. Yeah. Wait, I got mean, that yeah. turned on. Nine of twelve. Twelve. Yeah, but that's like saying, I've got to take out my AK-47 so, um, before I can shoot it. Well, uh-huh. like <laughs> I'm holding it. So, yeah, um, the, the grip gets up there, and... Um, he can still talk, though. And, and it says, what the hell? <laughs> Get out of my house. We mean you no harm, but you don't But see he has a flaming sword, and you just grab my throat. <clears throat> I can see where that would be... Uh, <laughs> We're just, a little bit antagonistic. We're just trying to find some answers, and you weren't being very nice. You didn't ask me a question. You didn't you know this sucks. You, you didn't know give us symbol. a chance. You threatened us first. Pull out the gold symbol. You know yeah. this symbol, what it means. Yes. Everyone knows. Okay, well then, could you remind us what it is? Is there anyone else here I could talk to? I, my name is uh, Laramie <laughs> Bernsteel. I'm a paladin of Josia. Go, and Joe. it tries to back away as soon as it, it realizes who you are and you're, that you mentioned you're a paladin of Josiah. It can't quite, but it struggles against the whole person to try and back away. I mean, it's okay. You just <clears throat> calm down. Uh, what is your name, sir? <laughs> Perhaps we could get on a friendly note here. You, you could do bad things with my name. I won't tell you. Like bad... Like, well, of course, you would think they're good things. I would think they're bad. Well. How about I, you tell him your name? Uh, I he did. did. His whole uh, name. I start. He did. That. Um, can I anyone sorta, else I could talk to? Could I? Um, you got one left. Anyone who doesn't have a flaming weapon I'm gonna, holding me by my throat or is a paladin. <laughs> could I think of like Maybe. what he means by that? Like Which part? Like... Yeah, I can, can do, do bad, bad things. things with his name. I, I like, always subscribe to I like the idea of if you know you true evil's name, you can control. do bad things to them. Yeah. He's evil. If he told you his real name, then... You can control him. Yeah, control so he's going to be... He'll be evasive. I mean... Some people Brett, call me tiny, but that seems to happen with every Some people person. call me Maurice. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm a gangster of love. I, uh, I could certainly try to talk to him. I'm going to ask him what fuels just, the flames of his desire. He's definitely intimidated, magically captured, and afraid. You're the only person that hasn't done something bad to him yet. Yeah. Well, I, well, well, I still want to ask him. Why don't you go park cloud in front yeah. of him? 
Well, let, let's see. Let's see well, what that does. I don't have to roll for that right, one. That's but, just um, what so, fuels. He's just going to tell me the tree. Like, what fuels the flames yeah. of his desire? Um, so he has a like. Um, he kind of relaxes for a moment, and uh, I wanted to say something like, "I just want a puppy," but no. <laughs> uh, I could give him a puppy. A puppy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, huh. Because I have a reason for him to be here, but it wasn't really what he wanted to be doing. But let me try it anyway, just for kicks. Um, it's, so it's not necessarily fueling the flames of his desire, but the thing that drives him right now is um, it's time for evil to be here. Oh, he's like prepping the place. Maybe. But his, uh, it, it sounds more obligatory. He's here because he has to be, not because he... Oh, right. He really wants a puppy, but he would someone's making a, him He be would rather here. have a puppy. He <laughs> was actually out giant puppy shopping when he was brought here. So is the sense it's, that there's a third time. party that wants him here? Well, it's time... Uh, the, the sense that you get from this is that whole idea of balance. The yin, the yang, the balance within the, the ancient star symbol, <clears throat> um, the griffin allowing you by if you're peaceful... This place may seem to change hands between good and evil over the millennia, and he has given you the indication that it is time for evil to be here. Mm. Now, what if we let him pet Cloud? Would he <laughs> crunch? <laughs> Oops! No, eat him. Um, He's only fifteen feet. Does that dog taste as good as it looks? All right, you're evil. He's <laughs> keeping you held. Oh, he's evil. I mean, without a doubt, this thing is evil. So, so are you here with the Griffin, or is the Griffin here already? The griffin makes sure the balance is maintained. Ah, okay. Mm. So, so he's not your buddy. No. All right. He's no buddy's buddy. <laughs> yeah. There's a nice name for you. Nobody's buddy. <laughs> well, right. that sounds like a challenge. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go make friends with Griff. Uh, all right. Um, I mean, this guy is super evil. Oh, he's evil. He I has mean, to be. But maybe he's bringing order to the universe. He's at least bringing order to Mount Dumas. I mean, I hate to say it, but, like, I don't think that we should let a super evil th- person hang out in the volcano lair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I need to be here to finish the weapon. What weapon oh, what do you speak weapon? of? The one I've been uh, instructed to forge. Who's and you notice for the first time he's got all of the <coughs> scars on his forearms a, a, a good blacksmith would have that he's been burned quite a few times and that's probably his job. What weapon are you forging and who asked you to forge it? Uh, I don't know the name. and He apparently doesn't. But it's, it's almost like he's guided to do this and he'd rather be puppy shopping. Mm. But his job is now to continue to forge the weapon. Well, it is his turn. Where Where is the weapon? Uh, I don't have it. Well, I I'm mean, waiting you, for it. Okay, so you're waiting for it to show up. Yes. When's it going to show up? I can't look at my watch because I can't move. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I I don't know. I wait. How long have you been waiting here? Uh, uh, <laughs> while. You have any food? 
I don't want to talk to you. No, stop. Grip it tighter. That's what she said. Hmm. Who are you waiting for? Uh, I don't know. I've never done this before. This is new. <laughs> That's also what she said. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I just wait for it to show up. That's what she said. I, I think we need a team huddle. Mm-hmm. Perhaps we'll get back away from it a little bit. Well, I have to... Keep watching. Yeah, him. Yep, you just hold up the hand. <laughs> yeah, I've got him. You keep an eye right, out there. So this guy is is super evil. Okay, bring uh, it in, everybody. Bring it in. <laughs> so I, I think our our best case scenario is we tell him to get skedaddle. I can't hear you. Can you speak up? That is the idea of a team huddle. Oh. You just call me quiet, kids. or I'll make you silent too. Uh, and uh, so either we we tell him to, to get out of here. Maybe you can tell him to jump off the bridge into the pile of lava. Well, I mean, I think that's wishful thinking there. Um, well, you guys know, do know that he is completely vulnerable right now and that he cannot react to you until you hit yeah. him. Yeah. So I think if I someone secondary I think thing I might want to his flaming just sword to his chest. kill him... I mean, yeah. And then I take his place as the guy that builds the weapon because so uh, I get the information. I, I mean... That that also seems like something <laughs> that we might need to talk about in a later <laughs> a later group circle. No, like I mean, you know, they show up and I'm like, Oh yeah, it's me, whatever. This it's is tiny Mario. <laughs> like, uh, this is group huddle, not group therapy. Well, uh, <laughs> all right. So uh so are we leaning more towards stabbing this guy? Because we can totally stab this. Hey, guy. How much information? Can I think we, we should give him one chance to leave. He's not going to leave, and then we can stab him. He's not going to leave. He's drawn to this place. Yeah, he's unwilling to leave. Well, I mean, yeah. right I now we have him held too. So if we like have to undo that <laughs> to let him leave, and he's also, probably going to attack. Unless he can shrink, he can't leave anyway. He's too big oh, to get out just, the way you guys let's got end in. It for well, him how to get in here? Uh, he, he seems to be unsure. He's been here for a little while, and he's supposed to be waiting for something. Mm. Hmm. Maybe he grew up here. Oh. Well, we Maybe can't he could let shift him make a weapon. Uh, we might have to do it. Okay, I plunge well. my flaming sword into his chest. All right, uh, break, break, <laughs> and Gojo, and Gojo. Um, Zareka, as as you plunge the flaming sword into his chest, he's trying to back away and he can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sees it coming, and it's, it's like slow motion. This large flaming sword gets closer. And oh, I get closer. real. I get as close as I can get. Like wrap yep. around him and just look at his and, eyes. And we we see the sword plunge into it. And as the sword plunges in, and the the half giant uh, starts screaming. As soon as his scream fades, you hear the shrieking, uh, violent, nasty shrieking of the griffin coming in from uh, the forge area, from that hallway yeah, area. Because we've. And um, that's where we'll end this episode. Because we've upset the balance. Yeah. So, (laughs) Shriek, what's next? I was really hoping he'd be my friend. (laughs) My Griffin buddy. I know. Who I would call Charlie. He's really pretty. Charlie Charlie the Griffin. Griffin. Well, on that note, it's a sadness that we will end without Charlie the Griffin as our friend. Well, (laughs) maybe next time. Maybe next time. Well, if I turn evil, we're good. (laughs) In the meantime, we'll wrap this one up and we can all say (laughs) bye-bye. Oh, my God, I'm the preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.